Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A. I'm here in Colorado where it's snowy and cold this morning, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, January 6th, 2022, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter titled, A Vision for You. We're on page 158. We're beginning with the first paragraph on that page that starts out saying, the next day found the prospect. Ending um, with just that one paragraph only. So today's readers are Team Thursday. We have Marge E, Tuli B, Liz T, Leah S, Katie G, Reva P, and Hoodie R. The reference numbers for yesterday, Wednesday, January 5th, 2022, are 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 18,357. That's 18357. And the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting, which is 18,360, 18360. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry this message of recovery to the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So what's our sole purpose? Well, OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry this message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I'm now going to ask Marge E. to press star one and read the 12 steps. Good morning, Marge. Go right ahead. Good morning, Jen. Thank you so much for for all that you do. Marge E. from Massachusetts, gratefully recovered but not cured. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. 
Thank you for letting me serve, and I pass. Beautiful. I'll now ask Tuli B. to read the 12 tradition. Go ahead, Tuli. Good morning, everyone. Tuli B., compulsory eater, food addict, recovered in California. Tradition one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for a group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive reader who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought to never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. This problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought to never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought to never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media and communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me read. Thank you so much, Marge E. and um, Tuli B. to read the steps and the traditions this morning. Well, this is how the meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then we stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing of the topic and the literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass and then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we resume our study in the chapter, A Vision for You, in the big book. We're on page, let's see, 158. We're reading that first paragraph. It starts with next day. And I'm now going to ask Liz T. to begin reading. Go ahead, Liz. Hi, good morning. My name is Liz T. And I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Minnesota. Next day found the prospect more receptive. He had been thinking it over. Maybe you're right, he said. God ought to be able to do anything. Then he added, he sure, he sure didn't do much for me when I was trying to fight this booze racket alone. So um, Liz, he recovered compulsive over here in Minnesota. Um, 
Yeah, I was looking over this paragraph, and I just, when I saw that God ought to be able to do anything, I just saw step two right there, you know, um, coming to believe uh, we can be restored to sanity. He's coming to believe it's possible for him to. He's realizing, trying to do it alone, um, he didn't get anywhere, right? He didn't He didn't ever, he um, wasn't able to stay sober for very long on his own willpower. And on the previous page, we saw where, He was separated from alcohol for the last time. You know, he was put in the private room. So he's a couple days now coming off of his alcohol, and he's um, having a little more clear mind. And when we put down the food, um, you know, there's that void there, and we we need something. You know, I need something to fill that void. Otherwise, I'm going to turn to something else, and um, I want to turn closer to God and toward recovery and um, rather than turning back to the food. So this is where he, he's at, that crossroads. Um, also, he had been hearing the story from um, Dr. Bob and, and Bill W., and he had identified with them. He could relate to them, like what the doctor's opinion says about our, our message must have depth and weight. Um, so not only is he admitting his powerlessness, and they've told him about the problem and the mental obsession and the physical allergy and they also told him about the solution because they um, spoke of their spiritual experience and told him about the course of action they carried out so um, he's starting to think this is possible for him too and he has some hope and that's what I think of when I think of step two is this is possible for me too so with that I will pass thanks awesome thanks so much Liz T so we do value everybody's experience that's here on the line this morning We ask that you limit your share to every third day. That way others have the uh, opportunity to share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? I'll take your name. Lisa B. Judith S.P. Judith S.P. Barbara E. from New Jersey. Barbara E. Colleen M. I didn't know if you heard Lisa. I did, thanks. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So I heard Colleen, and then there was somebody else out there. Who was it? I've got Lisa, Judith, Barbara, and Colleen so far. I can take a couple more names. Carmela G. Carmela. Okay, let's start there. Lisa B., Judith, Barbara, Colleen, and Carmela. Lisa, go right ahead. Good morning to you. Good morning. My name is Lisa B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in South Carolina. Thank you, Jen. I'm sorry. I I just couldn't hear if you heard me. Um, I, I love this reading, and, you know, what really jumped out to me is the painful process of uh, coming to the end of myself. He says... Um, you know, when I was trying to fight this booze racket alone, alone, and, you know, it's that coming to the end of myself. And, you know, as, a, as someone that works with others, I, I am privileged to try and share this message and witness others coming to the end of themselves. And I don't know when that's going to be, and I can't make them come to the end of themselves, you know. And I, I come up against myself on a regular basis of, still not coming to the end of myself. Even though I'm recovered today, I'm abstinent by the grace of God and the power of this fellowship and the 12 steps. 
I still get in there and get in the way and myself gets in the way, you know. Um, so this is, it's really a, a powerful paragraph that speaks to me today about coming to the end of myself and then in working with others, um, I can try and share with them the experience that happened for me. But unless the person is out of ideas, if they have any lingering hope, you know, and that still comes up for me today, like, well, maybe if, if this is perfect or if that happens or if this happens, I'll be okay. And I start to get back into that reliance of, of people and events and occurrences. And, you know, I called a, a mentor a while ago and I was struggling with something and she said, Lisa, you know, the third step is about being content no matter what's happening. We don't have to like it, but we have peace inside. But when I'm trying to control the outside, you know, I get back into that illusion and I'll be happy again, you know, if I can just manage and control. And it's so subtle. So I needed to be reminded of that this morning. It's very insidious, very insidious. Um, and also as a guide, you know, that takes people, tries to take people through this because that's what he's talking about. Um, you know, he, he says that next day, well, sometimes it's not the next day with the prospects I work with, you know. Sometimes it's months later or weeks later and sometimes it is the next day. Um, but anyways, I'm just glad to be here. So grateful. Thank you. I pass. Thanks, Lisa B. Up next is Judith F.P. Go ahead, Judith. Good morning, Jen. Thank you, everyone. So grateful to be here. My name is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Um, yeah, God's will, not Judith's will. And what, what uh, drew me to share today was something that I'm struggling with in my own recovery. Thank God today my food is very neutral. Um, but my angst and uh, my self-will take back modality seems to be hidden pretty often. And uh, I love the fact that uh, a day passed. There wasn't a response right away. He'd been thinking about it, but he took the pause. And that, to me, is the beginning of the whole experience. If I don't pause, I don't have to stop dead in my tracks, but I've got to pause so God can be be connected to me in a way that is going to help me. This God didn't do anything for him while he was in the disease. My God does not, he's not able to get through when I'm in my disease. And often, again, even though my food is neutral, I haven't thought of it in months, I love the food plan I'm on. I do the food to give my body gas and get going. But my sense of self-control keeps showing her ugly head too many times. And this is so wonderful for me because the pause and reflecting, not, not analyzing and figuring this all out on my own, but gently. And I think also the process of Bob and Bill sharing their experiences in a humble, genuine way, rather than advising, rather than telling. They're just offering. And what this program reminds me every day in this meeting and in my journey through my moments is the gentle, loving, unconditional acceptance I have here in OA. And that's God's gift to me. And my gift to others 
will come from that place. If I pause, if I reflect, I I let go and let God and move from self-will to God's will. So thank you for letting me share, and I wish everyone a happy, healthy day. Thanks so much, Judith. All right, Barbara E., you're up next. Go right ahead. Good morning and happy January. Wow. This is Barbara E. in New Jersey, and I'm going to set my timer. Well, whenever I struggle with anything, I turn to the program. If I'm consistent and persistent, the tools of prayer, breathing slowly and repeating peace and calm, help me to meditate and resist the urge to fight to argue and feel under attack or stupid and unworthy and calling my sponsor and reading literature, going to a variety of meetings, working the steps and reaching out to help someone else will always bring strength when I don't have it. When my head tells me I have the answers and they're, fa- and they're not found in the steps, I do my best to ignore the monkey chatter swirling around in my head and take action. And upon awakening, I read the daily readings from the Voices of Recovery and the For Today book, and of course this beautiful book, and I meditate, and I write out a gratitude list and attend a variety of different meetings. This has worked for me. After coming in out of various programs, I finally hit rock rock bottom. I could not stop from going back to the insanity, the mental twist that said this time it would be different. It wasn't. But it took a lot of investigation and research to finally believe that today I'm going to follow the simple tools so beautifully laid out in this book which have been so freely given and which I have to give back. I have to quit the debating society. I have to stop analyzing, is there a God or isn't? And now I just believe because the cornerstone of the program is willingness and the only way I can hope to have success and keep the weight off and be a kinder and more tolerant person is to change and grow and have success with my higher power by my side, reminding me to live in the today and stop worrying about all my failed yesterdays and what might be in my future, and be grateful because I believe my spiritual malady, as mentioned in the 12-step recovery, has always been there too. In fact, I think my spiritual malady grows out of my emotional disease. And if I can control my emotions, it's difficult to live on and begin substituting for for negative emotions, my positive emotions. Because if I didn't, I would always go back to the suffering. But today I believe my higher power is powerful, personal, and perfect. And all I have to do is keep working with others, which has been so freely given to me. Because that, I believe, is the thesis of the book. It's the purpose of this book, to show others how we've recovered. I've heard that. Thank you. And that is what what this book is all about and why we come here today 
and every day in joyous recovery and working the steps. And fear ain't living in my house today. I'm facing everything and recovering. Thank you, beautiful people. I passed. Thanks, Barbara E. All right. Up next, we have Colleen M., followed by Carmela G., and then we'll take another list of names if you just got on with us. Good morning, Colleen. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks for your service. This is Colleen M. from Maryland, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And um, just wanted to, this reading for me spoke about my need to change everything I think I know and be open to a new experience. And when I got here five years ago, I uh, I had lost all hope in my um as, as I hear on this line all the time, many of us have had this experience of, you know, I, I higher power to do my will. Embarrassingly as it is, it's taken me a long time to surrender to a higher power and to put my ego in check and to decrease my pride and... I can feel and and know and, and see a complete change of heart. And I wish it would have happened over a day. That would have been great. It's taken me months and years. But, you know, doing this work, continuing to come here, thank God I never left. Um, but, you know, continually to do the steps and meetings and working with others and practicing my prayer and meditation and God is changing me and I certainly couldn't do it I tried every way I could and it's not possible so it's just set aside prayer you know help me set aside everything I think I know and and you guys are bringing me to a, a whole new experience in a life that I never thought I could possibly have and I actually like the person that God is making me into versus who I was when I got here. So that's all I've got. Thanks. Have a great day. Hey, thanks so much, Colleen M. Up next, we're going to have Carmela G. Before you uh, start, Carmela, let me just share with everybody who just might have joined us this morning. We're in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, the chapter entitled The Vision for You. We're in the big book, um, oh, I said that, duh, <laughs> page 158. The first paragraph, it starts with, next day, found the prospect more receptive. And Carmela G is going to share with us. Go ahead, my friend. Good morning. Thank you so much, Jen, for your service. And thank you for everyone on the line. I am Carmela G, a recovered compulsive overeater for today through the grace of my higher power and generosity. Um, I'm sharing on this because uh, yesterday I was listening to a reflection and um, it spoke about how someone found God after cursing God and that was the prayer. They used obscenities and cursed at God. And uh, for someone who would be judging and not understanding. Um, they'd say, oh, how horrific. But I could relate. In my disease, 
I was in the poor me situation, and I was angry. The poor me person was yelling and cursing at God, my higher power. And um, I didn't understand why he wasn't doing all the things I was demanding. And today, the gift of getting and writing my gratitudes every day and living with him as my new director instead of being in his way all those years, You see, he couldn't do anything for me because my 300 pounds kept pushing him out of the way. Get out. You have to do this. Get out of my way. I'm in charge. Today, the gift, and I pray a humility prayer every day because abstinence is important. Abstinence was my key to get into this program. But today, living in the steps and being the way God wants me to be, loving, kind, tolerant, non-judgmental, that's the way I have to live today. And in order to do that, I must smash that egotistical Carmela that existed. And the only way that can be done is by surrendering myself and asking for help. And I do that on a daily basis. And with that, I pass. And thank you so much for all being there. Thanks, Carmela G. All right. So now we value everyone's experience who's here with us today. We do ask that you limit your share to every third day so that other people can share their experience, uh, strength, and hope also who would like to share on what was read today in the big book. Charles from Florida. Kim A. Kim A. Charles. Linda D. Okay, so here's who I heard. Hold on just a second. There's somebody I missed in there. So Charles H., Kim, and Linda, but then there was somebody I missed in between there. Who was that, please? Bonnie B. from Florida. Bonnie, thanks. Toby K., Florida. Toby K. Thanks, Toby. Can you just say which page and paragraph, please? Sure, absolutely. Page 158, first paragraph that starts uh, next day. So Charles, Bonnie, Kim, Linda, and Toby. Anybody else? All right, here we go. Rock and roll. Charles H., go right ahead, followed by Bonnie B. Thank you, sis. Uh, Charles H., a recovered compulsive overeater. You know, um... Charles, could you press star one for me? I think we had a mute problem. Go right ahead and press star one again. Yo, deadass, this this division for you will be muting you real quick. That's why you got to make it quick. <laughs> Charles H., I'm going to recover compulsive overeater. I ain't going to ask that question because obviously you can't hear me. Um, so last week we learned that Bill D. was a deacon. He was a counsel. Um, he, he, uh, he beat up some nurses. He was strapped down. In the in the hospital, city hospital, eight eight times. I don't know if it was city hospital or not, but you know what 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 I what I noticed is that uh, I I don't struggle with addiction. I do addiction, goddamn well. I struggle with recovery. 
because here, here's the thing. He says God ought to be able to do anything, um, but he couldn't do nothing when I was, when, and he admit, when I was trying to fight this bulls racket alone, you know, God can't do nothing for me when I'm full of myself. I'm not coming on the line saying, yo, is America great again? No, America's fucked up, <laughs> and, and so am I. That's why I'm here. Like, I'm not here to say that, you know, it's white picket fences all over the place and I don't have drama and I don't have chaos. I'm here saying despite the calamity, I can match it with serenity. Like, yesterday <laughs> was a day from hell. I didn't pick up, but I called my boy and, and I got it up off me. And then I called my other boy my other peoples, and I did an 11-step review, and I did service after that, right? Because I'm not fighting this racket alone. Dieting with group support is the addiction. Dieting is the addiction. Go, it's like going to the gym and not working out. I'm, I'm in Overeaters Anonymous, and I'm not working these steps. I'm restless, irritable, and discontent, even though I'm that goal weight. But I don't have a gold mine because I'm not doing the 10 steps. Now, I'm not here to tell you how much 10 steps you need to do and this and that um, because it's impossible to do it while you're at work right away. But it ain't impossible to go to the bathroom. That, that, that's my Clark Kent moment turning into Superman when I go to the bathroom and say, hey, I need one. And then my boys say, hit me. And then I just load it on them. Because I'm not fighting this booze racket alone. Dieting with group support is trying to spin your wheels in a car that the engine messed up. Stop fighting this thing alone. And with that, I pass. Thanks. Thanks. Charles H. from New York. Up next, we have Bonnie B. Followed by Kim. Go ahead, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Um, if you hear the birds, I'm outside. Thank you for your service. Grateful to be on the line this morning. So when I looked at this paragraph, the thing that jumped out to me is my part. Next day, found the prospect more receptive. I wasn't in there convincing someone. I can't convince anyone to do anything. All I can do is let God do a change inside of their heart. Um, my job description is to show up and to be kind and to be loving and to be, and to be receptive with where they're at, be okay with where they're at. Um, what happened? He had been thinking it over. I, didn't, I can't give people a list of things to do and say, now think about this. I mean, ultimately, we have to come to that conclusion ourselves, and God brings us to that conclusion. And then in the end, there's that seed, and that seed is maybe you're right. doesn't even mean I'm all in. It just means maybe you're right. And then open to the idea of if God's doing it for everyone else, maybe he can do it for me. This to me is a process. It was a process for me. And I have to believe it's a process for everyone else that comes into this program. And what's my job description? To love them where they're at. To stay inside of my hula hoop. To know that I can't do anything outside of my hula hoop. But inside my hula hoop, I can accept that I can surrender where people are at. And I can love them for where they're at. And let them come to that spot where they finally say, they say, I'm done. Not someone else saying, if, you don't, if you're not done, you're going to die. They have to come to that conclusion, but knowing that, that there will be a bridge, and that bridge is a bridge of love. And so when they come to that conclusion, I want them to know they can pick up the phone and call me because there were no strings attached from the very beginning. 
And so I look at this paragraph as um, more from like, what's my part when I'm talking with other people who are still in the disease? What's my part? And so grateful for that. Thank you so much, everyone. I'll pass. Thanks, Bonnie B. All right, up next is Kim. Sorry, Kim, I didn't catch the uh, initial of your last name. If you could give that to us, that'd be great. And then Linda D will speak after you. Hey, good morning. This is Kim A. from New York City. Dieting is the addiction. That is going to stick with me. Because for me, all those years, those 18 years that I was a chronic relapser, trying to follow a food plan, that was the diet for me. Because to me, a food plan, this is me, <laughs> to me, a food plan was trying to control my food and calling it something different. And if I was able to control my food, I wouldn't need to be here. I would be like everybody else in the world who could go on a diet and lose weight. But whether it was in voiding ingredients and weighing and measuring and committing my food, none of that worked for me because it was part of my addiction. And that completely blocked me from my higher power. And I always had this, like, chicken and egg question, and I think a lot of people in the rooms have it, like, which comes first, working the steps or putting down the food? And I never had the answer to that question until I found a sponsor to take me through the steps as, they were, as they're written in the big book by people who recovered. Because if we believe what's written in the big book, then that tells us that the reason that we eat compulsively, the reason that we can't diet, the reason that we're obsessed is because we're going to all of this stuff for ease and comfort from our character defects. I didn't pick up the food because of sugar. I didn't pick up the food because I wasn't weighing and measuring. I picked up the food because I was a hot freaking mess, because I was judgmental and resentful and selfish and living in my ego and dishonest. Not because I was a bad person. I'm not a bad person. I was a sick person. And I wasn't able to access my higher power and understand how to give my will and my life, right, my thinking and my actions. I wasn't able to do that because the steps teach us to do that. And as long as I was stuck in that addiction of trying to diet and compulsively weigh and measure my food, and even when I was abstinent, I was still obsessed with my food, I was still obsessed with losing weight. I was still obsessed with following my food plan. So all that stuff kept me from being able to really do the steps the way they're written by the people who recovered. So when I'm able to follow the directions in the big book with my sponsor to guide me, even after three years of, almost three years of being recovered, I still need my sponsor. I still need to do 10 steps all day, every day sometimes. Because I wake up a hot mess. Because my thinking is still not as bad as it used to be, but my brain isn't wired quite, quite right. So if I'm not working the steps every single day, then I'm going back into that addiction. Whether, and for now, it's usually just like the obsession. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say my food is great all the time. It's not. And I still go through periods where I really like struggle. And I'm not struggling because of anything outside myself. I'm struggling because of my thinking. And that's when I need to kind of reboot it. You know, I'm not connecting with my higher power. I'm not turning my will and my life over. And that's where the steps come in. So, you know, when was I, to bring it to the paragraph, when Thank was you. I most... 
Okay, never mind. I'll end here. Thank you for letting me share. This is Kim A. in New York City, Recovery Available Sponsor. Thanks. Bye. Thanks, Kim. Appreciate it. Up next, we have Linda D. followed by Toby K. Good morning, Linda. Hi, everybody. It's Linda D. from Connecticut. I'm um, absolutely thrilled to be alive. And I'm thrilled to be recovered, not cured. I'm thrilled to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is real, that God is within me and within all, all of life at every level, because the world is a mess. Right now, for me, what is going on globally is terrifying, but I don't eat over it. I don't have to. I don't want to. And that's because of this program. I personally do have um, alcoholic foods. I have foods that will drive me nuts. So I surrender them and I'm less nuts. You know what I mean? I'm calmer, but my brain is not normal. I was born that way. My family history proves it. All sorts of addictions. So what's the problem? The problem is I'm dripping with confusion, with ignorance, and with a closed mind. It is very, very important that I turn to God, or where am I going to find God? In this program, through these steps, in a surrendered posture. I was just in the kitchen, me and God, and drugs, and they're abstinent. They're all drugs. What am I going to do? I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen inside how to handle what I'm doing and how to hippity hop upstairs and get to this meeting to bring my body to the truth. Self-destructiveness, self-hatred dies hard. I'm here to get well to stay well, and to listen to you on how to do it and to share what I do. Personally, what I do is what I do. You do what you do. I know what I do works for me, and I hope and pray that you find, just knock it off, give up, join us, because this really works, and it's incredible, even if the world is Pretty, pretty scary right now. I can still grow, heal, and change, and hopefully help somebody. Thanks. I pass. Thanks, Linda D. from Connecticut. All right. Up next, we have Toby K., and then I'll take a list of names. So go right ahead. Toby, good morning to you. Hi. Good morning. Um this is Jen. Is that who the moderator is? Yeah. Jen. Hi, Toby. Uh, it's Jen. Hi. Go ahead. Hi. Yeah. Uh, so this is Toby K. Uh, from New York, but right now I'm in Florida. Um, I was just uh, reading along um, with everyone else. Um, I was trying to fight this booze racket alone. And I, you know, when I do my 10 step, I just get so into myself and so alone 
And then I say, oh, no, I'm okay, I'm okay. But inside, I'm I'm cringing. I'm not happy. And I know I'm with my higher power, but I don't have the willingness to reach out. Um, and, you know, your insides could uh, make you crazy because a, a, a crazy person can't... Um, can't heal a crazy person, which is what I'm doing. So uh, anyway, I appreciate the reading. I appreciate hearing from all of you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Toby Kay. All right. So this is where we are, folks. We're reading the first paragraph on page 158. It begins with, next day found the prospect more receptive. That's the paragraph we're commenting on today. We have time for some more shares. Who would like to share today on what was read? Renee A. Renee. Kathy C. Kathy. Angie M. Thanks, Andy. All right, so we have Renee A, Kathy C, and Angie M. All right, go ahead, Renee. Good morning to you. Hi, Jen. Good morning. It's Renee A, recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Can you hear me? Absolutely. You can be heard. All right. So when I was reading through this, the the line that caught me uh, immediately was that line that said, God ought to be able to do anything. And I thought about that. And I thought, you know, when I got into this program, um, I had some rudimentary belief in God, um, and I did believe, uh, you know, that he had quite a bit of power. I mean, look at the universe around us. Obviously, something created this. But where I broke down with that was, well, he ought to be able to. He probably can, but will he? Um, And so, you know, I started thinking about that this morning, and I started thinking about that, uh, you know, with me as a newcomer. And, um, you know, I didn't have any track record with God. I had no history with him. Uh, I had no idea uh, whether he really cared about me or not. But the the problem is, uh, as somebody shared earlier today, I had come to the end of my rope. I had come to the end of me. And I was left with no other choice other than to just kill myself or to try something different. And, you know, I got into this program on the faith of other people. They believed that God would work. He had worked in their lives, and he would work in my life. And since I didn't have a track record with him, I decided that faced with the consequence, you know, to off myself, that basically I would do this on faith and um, I would try it and see. And, you know, people told me, well, it's okay, try this. And, and you know, if, if it doesn't work for you, well, then you can kill yourself, you know. And I know that's really dark, but that's where I was because life with me in the food is not worth living. And so what I found out is, you know, it is possible to go forward with just a little bit of faith that if he will do it for other people, he'll do it for me too. And, um, you know, that's how I got started in this program. I wasn't some virtuous faith-filled person when I got here. 
um, you know, I was on death's doorstep. And what I did was I showed up and I was all out of ideas and I let other people um, share their experience, strength, and hope with me. And I did what they did. Uh, and I did it on blind faith. Uh, and it's turned out extremely well. So if you're new out there today um, and you, uh, you, know, you have doubts about whether or not God cares about you and whether this will work for you, um, you know what? <clears throat> You've got nothing to lose except your misery. So, um, you know, jump on board along with the rest of us because it's not, it's not, you can't do it trying to fight this food racket by yourself. Uh, jump on board and, uh, and just see, you know. And in time, I have found that I have a track record with God now after years and decades, you know. And, and I know today that he, he ought to be able to and he will. He will do it for me. But I didn't start out that way, and you don't have to either. You can start out with just a tiny, tiny little seed of faith and go from there. So with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Jen. Thanks, Renee. Perfect timing. All right. Up next, we have Kathy C., followed by Angie M. Good morning to you, Kathy. Good morning, Jen. This is Kathy C., recovered compulsive overeater from Montreal, Canada. Oh, wow. You know, this... This um, came to me, I, I was thinking, what am I going to share? Do I want to share? And I wanted to share. And I kept going back and forth, back and forth. And, and then, you know, the word alone, you know, struck out to me. And it, and it made me realize that, yeah, that's how I am when I'm alone. You know, I have, I have a great intention, you know, um, just like when I was, you know, compulsively eating, I, I, I'm like, okay, well, I can do this. I, I don't, I don't want to eat it. It's, it's terrible. I suffer. I want to, you know, be free from this. I want this to end. And, you know, I tried, I tried by myself, right? I tried the diet. I tried the, the reading those self-help books. And, um, and then I had to come to a way because I couldn't. And, you know, you know, I was told that there's a higher power that can save me from, from this. And essentially save me from myself, from my thinking, you know, because I have this addictive mind that plays over and over and over again. You know, it's like this this addiction that I'm addicted to the thoughts in my head. And so there is where the problem lies, because what I'm thinking and believing is the cause to all my suffering. You know, um, God wasn't there because I didn't make him there. I didn't welcome it. So I have to question into meditation, right, into the stillness. I have to open myself to see the truth, but open at the very beginning of the spirit of the universe. Now it's my higher power. It's God. There is where I find the strength and the courage to go on every day. And my thinking has improved to my behavior improves. I'm not perfect, you know, but when I do cause harm, I know what I need to do. And this is the step work that taught me this. It's like a skill work. It's like a muscle. It gets stronger every day. And if I don't practice it, if I don't take the actions that follow, then it's just a thought in my head again, back and forth, back and forth. And um, it, doesn't, it doesn't work like this. It doesn't really work for me anyways, and I, and I noticed this in the rooms as well. People have always said, 
you know. It's what you do today that matters, not really what you're just thinking or want to do. Um, so I'm not alone today. I'm not alone. And when I mean alone, meaning I don't mean, you know, I still have a husband, kids, and work, and family, but it's higher power that's working through me, for me. I see God everywhere now, everywhere. It's amazing. Whereas before, I didn't. But this awakening came about by doing the steps. So I wish that for you, and it is possible. Thank you, everyone. Have a great day. Thanks so much, Kathy C. from Canada. Up next, we have Angie M. Hi, Angie. Hi there, this is Angie M. from North Texas. And um, I was sitting here listening to uh, the meeting. Oh, and compulsive overreader. Listening to the meeting thinking, well, I don't really have anything to say. Um, I've been in program since July and in relapse, slowly going downhill since November. And, you know, I've, I've believed in God uh, most of my life. And, yeah, also came into program thinking, okay, I serve an all-loving, all-knowing, all-forgiving God, and he is capable of anything. And yet day after day, I would plead and beg and ask and continue to live in the same cycle. And so as I sit here with thinking, well, maybe, you know, I haven't quite hit bottom yet. Maybe I'm not ready. What's it going to take? And then I feel my body as I sit here and my feet have started to swell again. My, I don't feel comfortable in certain clothing again. My hands feel tingly. My nose is stuffy because certain foods that I eat just cause inflammation in my body. And I know this. Um, I know as the days go on, I can get more and more uncomfortable. And that, those are just the physical aspects. I mean, mentally, uh, forget it. I'm just a mess. I can't cope. Um, I can't accomplish my daily tasks. And I'm very task-oriented and get very hard on myself when I can't do what I need to do for myself and my family. And, okay, if that's not bottom, I'm not sure what is. You know, and so I, I also serve a God that gives me free will. He lets me decide what my life will be. And how thankful I feel for that today. And how thankful I feel that today I can start again and really just give it over every hour, every minute, however often I need to, and just regain that abstinence today because I do have that free will and I have a sponsor. I have tools. I have all of you. I have everything I need to get me through this day. God has given me every tool that I need to get through today. And so um, for today, for this moment, I'm abstinent and I will just continue to fight the good fight and I'm thankful for all of you, the program, the tools, and my higher power. With that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Angie. So glad you're here with us this morning. Thanks for getting on the line and sharing. All right, folks. Well, it looks like we have a few more minutes on the line. Is there anyone else who would like to share on the paragraph that was read today? Carol Carol W. Hi. Donna K. Ohio. I heard Carol. And then who else? We'll see if we have enough time. Donna K. Hey, Donna. Okay. Amy G. Okay. Oh. Thanks, Donna. 
sorry, Amy, we won't have enough time. Okay, Carol, Could let's start with you, Donna. What you're Donna? meeting, please? What, what, what page yep, in paragraph? We're on page 158. First paragraph starts with next day. Carol, you have two minutes. Donna, you can have two as well, and then we'll be done with this hour. So go right ahead, Carol. Okay, hey, the sentence that I love is, but he had found God. And in, whoops, I'm on the wrong paragraph. I had it right in front of me. He sure didn't do much for me when I was trying to fight this booze racket alone. And my pastor even says that healing comes through community. And I just thank you all for your service on this. I'm new to the group as in like November, but I've been in program since 2014. Uh, I'm recovered for today. I either starved myself or I used food as my friend by taking probably 5,000 calories to bed from all sorts of food groups. Uh, I never picked out on vegetables and fruit nor lean protein, but I bet I picked out on everything else. But I have found through the AA Big Book and this program recovery for every day. So I want to just voice my thanks to the community that's around me and y'all for being here. With that, I pass. Thanks, Carol, for keeping it brief. So Donna has a couple minutes. Go right ahead, Donna Kay. Hi, good morning. It's Donna Kay from Ohio. Um, I uh, have been in a vision for UOA uh, going into my third year. Very, I'm very, very grateful. Um, I'm wrapping up a second uh, trip through the fourth step and um, just cleaned out the rest of the stall. Um, really very grateful. I'm in a good state of surrender and uh, looking forward to uh, sponsoring when I get all the way up through my 12th step again. Uh, been a grateful pro I'm just grateful and uh and in a very accepting open state. So anyway, thank you for letting me share today and um and thank you for doing the service. I'm gonna pass. Thanks, Donna Kay from Ohio for taking us out. And a huge thank you to everyone who shared today. And if you were just here to listen, we're glad you're here as well. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. Grab your pen and paper. Here's the share ID for today. Today is Thursday, January 6, 2022. It's 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. The number for the recording is 18,364. That's 18364. We're now going to close with a reading from the big book. It's on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Leah S. please read A Vision for You? Leah, press star one. Katie G, you got my back? Yep, this is Katie G. <clears throat> You're welcome. A vision for you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.